Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. We continue learning Perkyavot's Ethics of the Fathers, this, the Mishnah, which is such a special book, it's so important, really nowadays more than ever to educate your kids in the values of Torah, in the values of, with morals, with intelligence, with respect towards others. I, I find that this book is like every parent should sit every night with, with their children and give them a Mishnah. Uh, this would really fortify their, their, their relationship with the parent and the, 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 the strength they're going to have within themselves. So we are in chapter 6, Mishnah 4. We're almost finishing the book. And Mishnah 4 says, This is the way of the Torah. Eat bread with salt. Drink water in small measure. Sleep on the ground. Live a life of deprivation, but totally in the, in the Torah. If you do this, you are fortunate and it, in, and it is well with you. You are fortunate in this world and it is well with you in the world to come. So this Mishnah is really a little mind-boggling. And in the book of Visions of the Fathers of Rabbi Abraham Tursky, he says that it's very hard to take this Mishnah uh, uh, literally because austerity is not a Jewish it's not a Jewish concept we, we don't we, we, Shabbat has to be regal the, the table has to be regal the clothes for Shabbat are important like for the Jew the material world is not his um, his enemy we are not meant to hide from the from the material world but the material world has to be used to elevate the world. It has to be used to, to make it spiritual. Uh, we need material things in order to be able to, to use them for, the spiritual, for a spir spiritual cause. So, for example, if a person is going to eat and he's going to enjoy the food so much that he's only thinking about the pleasure, obviously this is not the good intention when you eat. But if a person's eating because he wants to serve God, he wants to do a blessing, he wants to, to eat kosher food, he wants to make um, his life holy, then the intention of, of the material becomes holy. So Rabbi Tversky says that, um, that in reality there's many interpretations to this Mishnah and all of which indicate that the Mishnah is not to be taken literally. But in reality, if we look at history, the greatest rabbis that the Jewish uh, world has produced have lived in very humble and, uh, and, 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 and deprived ways. They were very poor, they, they slept in the floor, they had little morsels of bread to eat, they were immersed in their Torah all day. And these were the greatest, greatest sages of, of, of our history. Like we take Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, he lived 14 years in a cave. He, he lived from, from water, from a stream of, of water, and, and he ate carobs. And then we have Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, who gave us the Zohar. Uh, today, we don't have this quality of rabbis that we have today. And thank God, the world has become more comfortable. We live in a very comfortable world like a king of 600 years ago, like the poorest person today lives better than the king that lived 100 years ago. They had no light, they had no electricity, no hot water, no nothing. And today, people live fairly comfortable. So, 
So we see here that the prototype of the Torah genius is Hillel, Rabbi Hillel, and he chopped wood for a living, earning a very small amount of money, and half of his meager earnings was to provide for his family's uh, needs, and the other half was to pay the gatekeeper to allow him into the study hall. So half of what he made, he would give it for, for to his wife so she could dispose of it and, and do whatever she needed with it for the household with food and all that and the other half he would pay it to the gatekeeper of the synagogue so he would allow him to go inside and learn so one winter rabbi hillel didn't have enough money to uh, pay the gatekeeper and he wouldn't allow him to go in and so he climbed up to the roof of, of, the, of the synagogue where there was a skylight and so he went there to be able to hear what the Torah that was going on in this, um, in this, in this uh, synagogue. He wanted to hear the Torah lectures and he was almost frozen to death. And, and we see that suddenly the rabbis looked up and they saw this body lying on top of the skyline. They went up and they saw and it was Rabbi Hillel. So, we see there's many stories of our scholars that went through deprivation, they went through a lot of, of a lack of comfort and needs, but for them the most important thing was to learn Torah. And this reminds me of once we went with my husband to Israel. We visited um, uh, an army base, and when we went into this army base, it was in Hebron, and it was winter time, it was very, very, very cold, and these soldiers, they lived in a way, like if the mother would see how their kids were, they would sat, sit and cry, like they, they, they were, they, they, it was horrendous, it was like, you, you can't even imagine. And my husband and I, we were like beyond ourselves. We says, how can we get them better mattresses? Should we get them heavier, heavier covers? What can we do? And the, and the sergeant said to us, you know, the soldiers are meant to be uh, uncomfortable. We keep them uncomfortable. They shouldn't live comfortably. They have to be uncomfortable because God forbid, if, a, if they, we need to go into war, if we need to go into Gaza, these kids need to be able to handle uncomfortable. And that's why they live uncomfortable, because if they would live in the most beautiful, comfortable, down pillows, down uh, goose, goose uh, comforters, once they go into war, they wouldn't be able to handle the war. And so this puts me to think between the, the soldier, which is a, uh, is a soldier of the body, he's, he's fighting to keep people safe, and then you have the, the Talmud Haham, the, the, the Torah, the Torah learned rabbi who is a soldier of the soul. He protects all Am Israel also when he's learning Torah. So it, 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 it resonates into me that it would be it, it, a person that is learning Torah, he's dedicating his life to Torah. If he would live in a way that is very majestic, this would not uh, be conducive for him to be able to achieve the knowledge and the wisdom that he's looking for. He would be too, too um, preoccupied with his material uh, possessions, he would be uh, enticed by them, he would be also, um, how do you call it, uh, he would be 
it would take time away from his Torah learning. It would attract him too much. So it's, it, it comes to, to my mind that it makes sense, this Mishnah, that a person that is giving his life to be a soldier of the soul, that is a person that is praying and learning and, and all this benefits all the Jewish people. He, he contains himself from, from comfort in life to be able to put his head and his mind and his heart in the right place. So we see here that, that also the Mishnah says that um, it says you are fortunate in this world and it is well with you in the world to come. So what it's saying is, is that how can a person who exists on bread and water alone and sleeps on the ground be considered fortunate in this world? So it says, one of the Hasidic masters encountered a man who was not observant of Torah, and he was well-to-do and partook heartily on the goods of the world. He enjoyed the material world very much. And he asked, where is your Olam Hazeh? Where is your Olam Hazeh? Where is your worldly reward? And the rabbi, the rabbi asked, what do you mean, Rabbi? Don't you see that I have abundance of Olam Hazeh? Don't you see that I have all this reward of the world, the material world? And the man replied, I lack nothing. And so you don't understand me, the Rabbi said to this man. You are using of your Olam Haba, you're using the reward of the world to come, you're using it in the world in the material world, in the world, in the Olam Hazeh. So the Talmud says that God does not withhold the reward due to anyone. So, yes, this is a world in which there's a lot of material glitter, there's a lot of enticement and a lot of pleasure from the material, but in reality we have to use it for God, we have to elevate it, we have to use it with the right intention and for the right reasons. And in reality, the reward is not here, it's in the world to come. So when we use the material to benefit Hashem, to bring light to the world, to, to make the world a better place, then we will have our reward in the world to come. So I want to wish you a blessed week, and remember, live a little higher. Thank you.